0: I know exactly what you're thinking. Wouldn't it be great if it wasn't just my video feed that had Star Trek in the background? This is the episode for you. We've got Derek Wade. He's going to be talking to us about the desktop bridge and his experience on this episode of Dev Radio. Hi and welcome to the next episode of Microsoft Dev Radio. I'm Jerry Nixon, and I'm excited to have Derek Wade here. He's the Chief Software Architect for Individual Software. He and his company have a incredible a lineup of uh, applications in their catalog, and they are investigating the Windows Store. We're going to talk to them a little bit about their experience. But before we talk about anything, Derek, tell us just a little bit about who you are. Who's Derek Wade?
1: Well, hi. Thank you for having me. I uh am the, as you said, the chief software engineer for uh, individual software. I've been with them for about four years now and um, been primarily focused on converting and migrating their catalog of applications to be mostly uh, from migrating from desktop applications to become more uh, mobile and cloud aware. So um, we have had a a great time the last four years of doing that and uh, we've been very excited with uh, the introduction of the Microsoft Desktop Bridge and being able to deliver our products uh, to uh, using this new channel to uh, more Windows users.
0: Now the um, you know individual software isn't totally unique in the situation they find themselves in a lot of companies ISVs especially have have built up a catalog of applications that run on Windows 7 even XP sometimes and they it's a bigger and bigger catalog they slowly are finding the need to identify new channels be able to put those applications in new channels and of course one of them is going to be the Windows Store for Windows 10 users, of course, but there's plenty of other channels out there. Tell me a little bit about who is individual software, how did they, how did they come into the situation they're in today? Because it's a good situation.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, individual software has been around for about 35 years, and uh, as you said, built an extraordinary catalog of desktop applications. Uh, but as we've seen, the uh, as, the internet has grown and broadband has grown, the uh, means of electronic distribution has grown and the retail channel, which we've been primarily tied to, has been shrinking. Less and less people are going to the stores to buy software, they're looking online, they're looking to download This is a, it. a
0: retail channel like literally going into Best Buy, looking at a shelf full of software that's on the shelf and say, ah, there's that piece of software I want to go buy. It used to be that's the way we all bought software.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Exactly. So it used to be you went to a store to buy it specifically. Now with the internet and uh, so many other electronic distribution channels, um, users have a lot more choices. So uh, mm. they don't need to go and drive down to the store to look for that piece of software. Um, so with that Area of the market shrinking. We as a company had to adapt more to the uh, electronic distribution model, and now that uh, the Windows Store was introduced with uh, Windows 8 and such, um, having to adapt or jump over to that channel as well as to be uh, as a means for us to distribute our software. So now uh, the the story with because it's
0: funny you should go all the way back to Windows 8. That When we introduced the Windows Store in Windows 8. Um, it was a rough story for companies like yours because we said, um, basically, what we need you to do is rewrite your entire application so that you can go into our store and use our our fancy distribution mechanism. Well, it turned out that fancy distribution mechanism is actually awesome, giving you know CDN distribution or you know a, a content delivery network across the globe to any user with this clean install. Clean uninstall and all this like telemetry around it and all this certificate stuff taken care of for you, but you had to rewrite your entire application as a UWP application. That was the that was the bummer. But then along came the Desktop Bridge. Walk me through a little bit about um, how did the Desktop Bridge change the story for individual software?
1: Yes, absolutely. That was the uh, the excitement and the downfall of our for, for us as well. As you said, the, uh, it, it's a great new channel, but you can't really leverage it unless you did this. So for us, uh, that engineering effort would not have been fruitful. Uh, we did write a, f- a couple apps and we did put them in the store at that point. But when we first heard about the uh, Windows Bridge uh, from Build 2015, uh, our ears immediately perked up and said, "Hey, we got to watch this." And we got when Project Centennial was announced, and we were watching it very closely, waiting anxiously for it to be released to the developer community. And so, back in last November, I believe, when it was officially released, we were one of the first ones to, I believe, one of the first ones to sort of jump on it, download it, and start trying to convert our desktop apps to it, and to see how, even in its early stages, how well it could do what they promised, and basically be able to package up our apps. And we had some successes. We didn't have some, and some didn't quite work as well. But. uh, but, yeah, well, it, but let's, it's improving, let's talk so. about this
0: from a, a yeah. strategy point of, point of view for a second. So um, are there are companies like individual software or even co- smaller companies where they just have one app. And um, talk to me about why would a company start to invest in multiple channels rather than just focus on one? Like, look, we already send it through the What You May have It store, and we're happy. But why would a company start to investigate multiple like this? Is it? Isn't it a lot of technical effort on your side?
1: Well, actually, using the the bridge technology makes it fairly easy to convert your app. So there's not a, a great amount of technology or time taken to, to use it um, if it's a straightforward uh, process. Uh, as I said, there are some apps that were not so easy to convert. Some were very easy to convert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, but as what do you, what do you think to, uh, makes that differentiation more often
0: the the architecture of the app or the technologies behind the app? Uh,
1: we have found that the technologies, uh, in that because we have such a breadth of portfolio, we are using a lot of older technologies that are maybe not supported as well uh, c- compared to uh, today. So um, uh, all those variances, they uh, although you know, have done a, a great job of supporting. A lot more of the recent technologies. Some of the older ones have not worked their way into the mix, and so we're working closely with them to help us facilitate uh, those um, older technologies as well. Yeah. So, um, and as- you know, the
0: the let's talk about the bridge just for a second. So, one of the things I know you went through. You're a you're a, a retail channel, and where your application is boxed up and shipped out, and people buy it right off the shelf. Correct. Um, your applications show up in the Steam network. A lot of people don't even know you can, you can put non-games in the Steam catalog at all. But Absolutely. you can get a lot of things, deliver your app through that. You've put um, probably a majority of your catalog in Steam.
1: Yes, actually we have. We were also, uh, a couple of years ago, um, we were not familiar with Steam at all. It came up on our radar, um, and we talked with them. And when we found out that they were um, open to adding other types of applications not just games to their uh portfolio there we uh jumped on board with that as well and actually have been surprisingly successful uh with the type of programs and such uh that have found a home a new home yeah through, through that uh through that channel
0: yeah it's kind of like fishing the more fishing rods you have in the water at once the more odds you get catch
1: in exactly fish. So exactly that's that much better it. It, it, exactly. It's the it's, it's the exposure. It's the, it's now that users are having more of a choice. You kind of have to try to cover all your bases, all your different possibilities, so that you get your your name and your brand out there well enough. So
0: now th- for the Windows Store, of course, we've announced that um, I think we're at 500 million users now are using the Windows using Windows 10, and so they have access to the Windows Store. Even if half of those have even discovered there's a store app on their desktop, that's 250 potential. Million customers, you know, that's pretty great, um, and of course that's going to grow. We announced with Windows 10s just a month or so ago that the only way to deliver software is through the store. So what you didn't say, um, the only way to deliver software is to write as UWP. The only way to deliver is just through the store. That includes apps like yours that have been converted in the through the bridge and then put into the store that way so the opportunity is certainly growing and uh, you know we like to think that maybe uh, the Windows store feels a little bit more maybe like two rods in the water at one time Uh, at least Mm -hmm. it's going to grow to that you know as because it's inevitable as uh, enterprise begin to enterprises begin to change as everybody's refreshing their home laptops and desktops you're going to see windows 10 is the only option they have so naturally they're going to be upgrading to it and so being able to get Anything into the store. There are a handful of caveats for things can't be be put into the store. Tell me a little bit about the ones that have in your catalog. Some of the things that you've already put into the store, and as a result, it's starting a momentum for other apps you're going to put in the store.
1: Sure, uh, one of our, our first foray into the store that we. Uh attempted were our typing programs. Uh, They've been very successful for us on the desktop. Uh, We have them arranging for uh, different age groups so that uh, younger kids can even uh, enjoy learning how to type better and Mm -hmm. all the way up to adults to improve their typing speed and accuracy. Um, So we were able to convert and uh, promote four of our products through the the store um, and have seen some relatively good success Uh, with that it, it, um, with their adoption and with their uh, being them being found and being purchased so so uh, a, a big aspect of your catalog a big
0: big uh, pie pie chunk is uh, tools to help um, golly everybody who is learning to type to to be able to practice and train and become you know better typers if I could tell you one thing uh, you know before we talk talking about that. Um, I can tell a good typer from a bad typer, and there's an amazing difference. Like one is like, I'm gonna write up this article so that you guys can see it, and the other one is like, I'm gonna hand-peck this article and you'll never see it, because I'll never get it done. Or they're the ones who are like, I'm gonna be jamming out code all night long and it's gonna be at the speed of light, versus the other one is like, I'm gonna, hack together what i can and do a lot of copy and pasting because of it it's amazing what simple skills that we kind of take advantage of and you're like wow are there really typing skills is that still really a valuable thing well it depends on if you're typing it depends on your industry in mine where i'm writing software all the time wow in 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 writing app applic- uh, um industries you know where you're actually crafting documents wow absolutely and if you think not if you think everything is voice then you got it all wrong and if you think you can type faster with your thumbs then you can with <laughs> 10 fingers then you're kind of a dope. So, right. uh, these, so you have a, a set of typing instructor apps. You have different flavors kind of for different um, age groups and things like that.
1: Yes, and, uh, yeah, from uh, kindergarten up through uh, adulthood, basically. So uh, we market to both uh, consumers and also to uh, schools and education and uh, adult education uh, in, uh corporations and companies and such um, and school districts and so on to uh, because the kids these days are not handwriting their stuff anymore. Uh, yeah. They're having to type it. So um, yeah, it's, that's the truth. So even taking tests. And so not only now when you're taking a test, especially a time test, are you having to deal with uh, coming up and, and uh, crafting what you want to write, but now you have to actually through the time be able to type it well. And so now yeah. you have two time factors on your hands rather than just one, whereas before, you know, handwriting was always very, very quick and very easy. But now if you can't type quickly, then it's going to be a hard time getting your thoughts onto, into the system and on the paper. You know, so, you know, uh,
0: what's funny is I, I, when I teach classes, I always love using the whiteboard and I write, I write in cursive, of course, especially when I'm writing fast, you know, I mean, that was, that's how it all is. And slowly that's becoming Um, You know, not a foreign language as much as like almost like a secret spy language because I'm writing in your language. You just can't read it. Right. (laughs) It's kind of hilarious. I'm going to have to write like a kindergartner so I can reach everybody. It's kind of crazy. Everything's blocked. But typing is a big deal. And you're absolutely right. Uh, The value if I'm a student or if I'm a parent and I'm looking at my student, I'm like, well, how can I really encourage them to be better typers? Um, And why would I? One of them is because if you have an hour to take a test and you're a slow typist, you really have about 30 minutes to take the test because you're spending a lot of your time trying to find where the K is on the keyboard versus just putting down your thoughts, especially if it's an essay-oriented
1: test as well. Exactly, exactly. So aside from those, we've also um, gotten into uh, our other uh, genres of our software. We have a uh, genealogy product called Family Tree Heritage and we're all and coming in the pipeline. We have uh, our anytime organizer product that works like a day timer and yeah. works the way you do, and sort of helps you organize your day and your uh, your notes and your to-dos and so on. And then also um, our our industry-leading resume product that helps you create a very professional resume and uh, helps you get a job and job searching and so on. So those are in our pipeline right now
0: called resume maker and it is Correct. all of those in fact really all of your submissions or all of your your apps in the store um, are a, are really quite a story when it comes to the desktop bridge because they are such a um, such a Potpourri of technology. It is kind of off the charts uh, when you look at your your typing one. Um, like one of the typing ones is um, you have Disney and every, you know I mean it's great. All these different modalities to reach different types of people and um, and you have this Disney experience where you're in there and they're playing games to type and all that's enabled by Flash and you're like well I wonder if Flash is going to be will that work if I put it in the store? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely it will. And it'll work without having to make compromises and it'll look great when you do it too. And that's right. I that's a pretty neat thing when when a company like yours is considering the store and you know the first question you're going to ask is what's it going to cost me to be able to get into this new um into this new channel you know is it gonna like are we gonna have to rewrite re, you know change a whole bunch put, you know build have special builds or or whatever it is um when we do a and i'm gonna put the air quotes up here when we do a conversion of an application into through the bridge into the store a win32 application like yours um not a single byte is changed inside your application we're really just converting your installer so that that goes through was, what was your experience when you put in your four different typing apps? Let's talk about them for a second. You have your Disney app. You have one specifically targeted for, targeted for kids, but it's not branded for, for Disney. Uh, you have Correct. Platinum, which is your super duper, and then you have your straightforward, just um, what do you call, uh, typing instructor, this right? Just typing instructor, so, yes. Yeah. So see, I know you. I know them, man. And uh, <laughs> those four all kind of rest on the same foundational technology. All four can go through the converter. What was your experience as far as how many lines of code you needed to change to support the store?
1: Yeah, we, with those, we, had, we basically made no changes at all. The process was very straightforward the, uh, uh, because, as you mentioned, they were a, uh, a wrapped technology to begin with using flash that technology fortunately did convert well and was self-contained so um, it made the process even easier Um, the uh, I think really the uh, difficulties we may have had were just um, getting it through the approval process or just camping them tested enough and because our
0: testers don't type fast enough to see level two <laughs> is the problem
1: <laughs> <laughs> through the whole thing as, as it was. But yeah, those were actually very, very straightforward to, uh, to convert and without any changes at all. So yes, as you pointed out, the great thing is that the, the conversion process really isn't a conversion more uh, as much of a, uh, a containing process or yeah. a wrap yeah. containing yeah. process. And so it's just, uh, so that you know that your program should behave exactly the same inside of it's the uh, the app container uh, Versus outside. Yeah, so, and, and yeah. the user doesn't know right they don't
0: know what technology is what they just see that it's all there and Disney's dancing and it's great and so that's right uh, Let's let's talk about the technologies of the other apps that we mentioned um, mm-hmm. Just so we can start to get a feel for just the breadth of technologies that are supported through the bridge um, when we have family tree heritage What's the underlying technology of Family Family Tree Heritage?
1: It actually is a it's, it, that is a Windows app. Uh, I believe uh, we are just a we're a publisher of it, and it's written in uh, C++. So, okay. um, and I think it's a um, I, I do not know the exact version that it's uh, that is targeted from. Well,
0: but I'm glad but, we have it because there's a lot of C++ Win32 apps out there, and yes. they seem like they're the most you, you know, you, the assumption would be they're the most difficult. And um, they're just not. It, all no. of this really executes your application still inside a process, but then it just executes it like normal. And so your Win32 right. application will work. And the reason this is relevant is if I'm a developer listening to the show, and I am currently supporting a line of business application we wrote for our enterprise. And I'm like, wow, this line of business application would sure be better if I could deploy this through the Windows Store for business. But mm-hmm. you know, we kind of missed the boat because we um, are out there on a technology that is pre-store. But, uh, but basically, the bridge is saying pre-store tech, welcome, come on in. And uh, nine out of 10, you're going to be able to do this in a very simple, simple methodology. What are Absolutely. some of the other tech- technologies out there? Um, I'll just throw in. I know Silverlight works as well. What are what are some of the other technologies that you're going to be uh, coming up to?
1: We we're looking through one of our other apps. Um, actually, was still uh, still being maintained in VB6. Uh, so yeah. that would be that would be one that we're looking to convert as well. We're hoping that uh, that it comes across. Uh, we haven't tried converting it yet. So, uh, uh, but the, but that's the level of technology that we're still supporting. We were uh, sure C6. And you aren't the and only BB6, one. So. You and ninety no. percent of the world, right? Right, exactly. There's a, many apps in, in corporate. You said corporate America, and so on that were written way back and uh, have not been updated, upgraded, and so yeah. on. And uh, the store itself, as you mentioned, as a distribution means, gives a developer so many benefits, especially in the realm of maintaining updates and maintaining um, that. The, your application being up to de- keeping it up to date and so on, uh, all that stuff you had to write before to check for updates and all that is all right. taken care of, and uh, and especially even for us as a retail company, uh, the whole means of being able to offer a trial version of, of your software without um, uh, and maintain and all the code that we would to go into that where you had to lock it down or. Do this check or write that. Use that library and such. The store manages all that for you as well. And so, there's a lot of great things from uh, a developer and technology standpoint that now we don't have to worry about. The store can take care of it all for us. Yeah. the The upgrade process. This is what every app has,
0: right? Some little tray application that looks to see whether or not your application needs to be updated, and if so, nag the user until they finally do it. Right. And uh, that's really one of the things we allow you to take out of your application, so that you no longer need to do that. You just let the store look for that and automatically upgrade everybody. And then yep. we give telemetry back to you, which is super valuable to say, here are all the installs, here's where they all are, here's the type of user they are, and the versions they're running so that we slow, you can see them being pushed out. And yes. you can handle that push out with flights and A-B testing and all that stuff or just upgrade it. And then slowly the store just like eventually will force an upgrade to make sure everybody has the version that you as a publisher require. That's yes. a lot of power. Uh, a is. lot of answered prayer for uh, software developers to be able to finally have this behind them so they're not maintaining and supporting these versions that are absolutely. You know, a lifetime mold. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, Resume Maker. Resume. T- tell me a little bit about the features. That, why do people like it so much?
1: Well, it just really is easy to use, and uh, you are able to start out very simply with um, – uh, entering your information and it composes and formats a resume in a very professional manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're and we're all, we're upgrading it pretty much every year or two and uh, adding. We have uh, 45 different styles of resumes wow. that you can use, um, and uh, uh, you we even have sample resumes you can start with. that's for different lines of industry to uh, show you you know for your industry what features and um, sections and. Topics or you should include in your resume so that uh, you have the best chance of landing that job. And uh, we're also adding new features uh, more relevant to today, with uh, being able to you know link to your social media or even uh, promote video resumes, where you can make a little. You know presentation of yourself and a lot of uh uh graphic artists and stuff maybe include their portfolio or something along, along those lines so that uh, not wow. only do you have a uh, you know a flat resume that you're in front of somebody but uh, you give them a means to sort of dig a deal a little bit deeper and see the level of work that you've done so that they can factor that into their uh, uh choice analysis so
0: and you know a resume is just a fact of life everybody's going to eventually hit a time when they're changing from one job to another and uh, what's funny is um, it's not one of those skills that you just maintain unless you're just the guy who changes a job every year. Otherwise, it's the thing you have to kind of remind yourself. Now, what needs to go on a resume? It's funny how that mm. kind of happens. Yes. And um, that's cool, and especially students, right? Look into uh, – yes. they have no idea. And something like this can give them the guidance and sort of the, the counseling of what belongs where and how it should look. So they come across way more professional than the crazy thing they'd hack together on their own in their dorm room.
1: Absolutely. Sure. The, the program has a guide that will walk you through the process. It will walk. It will give you suggestions. We have expert advice um, from uh, countless sources to of, of what to include, how to include it, uh, how you should word things. We even have sample phrases and sample um, uh, words and, or uh, suggestions of words and so on to make your resume stand out more than mm, that's uh, cool. More than the others, so that. Uh, uh, anyway, and so we really—it uh, has been one of the number one selling products for years. Um, independently rated against uh, about there's about ten or so products out there every year, and we uh, consistently rank in the, you know, the top one or two, depending upon the mm-hmm. the, air, the area. So um, we're very proud of that. It's been about that, that way for about the last ten years or so. So it's been a very strong product for us. And so we're very looking forward to being able to convert it to the store and again take advantage of those. Benefits that the store offers, and um, as well as just a new distribution means to put it up in front of other people uh, or new people, new uh, yeah clients. So,
0: well, you know, I just heard Colorado's less than two percent unemployment right now. I kind of blame individual software for that. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, that's not at sure all. Not a bad thing. Uh, another one you mentioned was uh, the WillMaker. That's another kind of almost like an anchor product, right? That it just. I mean, it'll never happen. Uh, who do you think buys the mo- most uh, willmaker products? Um, parents who just had kids?
1: Yeah, I would say that's one of the things that, you uh, know, even me as a parent was not too attuned to thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to create a will, or, especially after having children. Um, yeah. And what was actually the f- funny story was we, we uh, have that in our store, and we actually saw a huge spike of sales after Prince died. <laughs> really? Because- it was because it was touted that he did not have a will. Uh, <laughs> and so everyone's, everyone's ears went, oh, If what, even Prince could die, so can I. Yeah, yes, that, what's exactly. a will? <laughs> exactly. And what happens, yeah. like, yeah, because he didn't have a will, all of these things happen. It's like, oh, my gosh, because the way our society is, our government is, and so on, about how your uh, your assets are to be managed and handled. Um, and to many people think, you know, they think, oh, well, what I have, I don't. It's not important enough to have a will. But believe me, anything you have is worth having. You know, being covered by a will or a legal document or a trust or whatever it happens to be. So, uh, so that product, uh, yes, is huh. very much a, a mainstay. And so we've actually worked. We're working with our the, the developer um, to uh, be able to m- move it into the Windows Store. So, uh, but it, it, that's still coming.
0: Sure um and then you know there's a big upset recently in France the the the, the president got uh kicked out not not kicked out but got replaced by a, totally the unexpected person and i think the reason was i've heard on the news is because he's so organized so i don't i don't doubt that there'll be a big spike soon in any time organizer that'll just be like uh, have you heard that i'm starting to rumor it's trend
1: i am trying to bump like up a stock rumor. price <laughs> I like that. You, you, you post that a few more times. Uh, yes, I, I, call, you know, I think organization is one of those big things that everyone struggles with. And in many cases, it's because um, you need something that works the way you do versus trying to fit into a model that someone's trying to force you into because then you become resistant and then you don't want to use it and, and yeah. so on. But if you have something that works and they have something that works the way you like to work, um, makes things easy to see clearly, you know, uh, Clearly outlined and so on. It allows you to manage your appointments and your to-dos and your contacts. Uh, there are so many things out there. There, are, when we created the product originally, uh, about 20 years ago, almost when we first yeah. created it. Um, but you know, it was the high time of the of the Palm Pilot and, and uh, <laughs> the daytime organizer and such. But so many of those things have now sure. been replaced and so have moved along. But um, our Anytime product still is is uh, very widely used. We're looking now uh, to Move it into the realm from strictly a desktop app into more of a uh, cloud-connected app um, and uh, to all variety of platforms leveraging. Isn't it funny how
0: you you, you talk to somebody about their PC or whatever, and they're like, hey, I can't get my printer to print or whatever, and you go look at it, and you're like, what's this? You're like, oh, that's the program I use to… Organize my contacts, or you know, something that hasn't been sold since 1988. You know, they're like, oh, it still works great. And I still love it. It's really crazy. What kind of legs you can get under it? And um, you know, it's kind of, kind of, kind of related to your resume application. You know, I organize in a certain way, and if I organized everything with my employer, then a change in empl- with an employer suddenly means my entire organization structure has just been reset as well. And so, to have something for me. Rather than something through someone else, then I'm the one that kind of gets to control it as well. So it's kind of funny. Right. Anytime software, all the way back to the Palm Pilot, there are probably people running the original version, swear by it today, and mm-hmm. they would, you know, they'd send you hate mail if you ever got rid of yeah. that sort of. No, thing.
1: we we have a very loyal following, and we d- we do have uh, a lot of people still, um, s- still very much say, when's the new version coming? When's the new version? Right. So. And, uh, and it's easy enough, and so that's these
0: different tech- It's funny. Uh, so we know. VB6, absolutely. Win32, C++ applications, Visual C++ applications, absolutely. Um, WPF applications I've written, absolutely. Those go into the store. WinForms, absolutely. They go into the store. Um, Silverlight, Flash. Let me think of another. Can I even think of another kind of application? Blah, blah, blah. As long as it doesn't require admin privileges, it's an easy thing to go through Mm -hmm. the desktop bridge and just um, immediately drop it into the store. And it's kind of cool because it handles all these things, gives you all these benefits, um, not just telemetry. I mean, that sort of thing is actually nice because then there's one point of telemetry rather than all these different apps talking back to their cloud services trying to do it. My now my app now my computer um, has all these apps, but they all talk through the store, which also provides the telemetry through a single point. And then delivery updates up you know updates that are um, broken out by the block so that you can do hot fixes and patches without having to do hot fixes and patches because the store will do that for you. Just these right. little things that that are just really sweet. You don't have to pay ingress or egress for any sort of delivery. You know, that's a real cost for real software companies. They're going to have to pay for that sort of transport, and then you have to think about CDN and signing the application, getting an app cert for each one. Everything's taken care of by the st- – it's crazy. It just goes on and on, and it really is worth an investigation. If you are thinking about – if you haven't thought about it, I'd be curious why not. If you are thinking about it, you're going to like what you see because there's just a lot of stuff on the other end. If you happen to be that 10 you know, percent that 10%, uh, doesn't fit the mold for whatever reason, that's a bummer, and sometimes it's a small number of changes you need to make in order to make that work out. Um, sometimes it's a big number, and so it's not—it it just isn't going to be for you. But on the whole, it, you'd be surprised at the types of apps that are in the store now. Yeah. And when I go to the store and I start searching for, you know, resume maker or whatever, um, and apps come up, and I'm like, oh, I'll have that. My brain might think, oh, I'm getting a UWP app. For all I know, I'm actually getting a WPF app or a WinForms app that was ported by the store. I can't tell the difference. It just. It just loads, works fine, and it's just one of those beautiful experiences that allows it to all go through the store. And um, individual software is probably—you've probably
1: embraced it probably as much as anybody. Yes, I, I would say so. When, when we first started, uh, it was great to have the uh, support from Microsoft and their uh, teams there to walk us through the process, to help us get through our our first. Apps getting into the store, and uh, so the, the overall experience has been great in that respect. So uh, uh, I think you know Microsoft's done a great job of uh, helping the companies who want to get their apps into the store get them there. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: in fact, a worthwhile URL to just mention is aka.ms/slash desktop bridge sign up because no application will be submitted at, through the desktop bridge until it has full trust access. Because that full trust requirement is important because a Win32 app expects to have full trust. And so you, if you want it to have full trust, we'll give it full trust as long as but we'll have to vet it. So even, right. even you, even our favorite software vendors, the ones that put them in the store, we've had to vet your applications to give them full trust in advance so that when you submit it, everything works great so if you have used the bridge and you've submitted the app and you keep getting that error that says you don't have permission to submit this app it's because you yes. don't have full trust and that you can go to that AKMS ms desktop sign up and they'll they'll uh, kind of white glove you through the process it's pretty nice it's yes. pretty nice yes exactly um, now uh what so we know what was in the past right we've got your typing applications we know it's in the future we're going to get um family heritage family tree heritage we're going to get resume will and what's the third one in oh, the organizer right mm-hmm. um, and then what's the blue sky for you what's in the distance for uh, individual software
1: well we're really like i, I mentioned a little earlier is uh, the anytime product we were looking really forward to uh, uh, bringing it to being made possibly a full uwp app versus the desktop or uh, giving it a um, a whole lot of new features and making it really cloud savvy and such. So we're really looking forward to leveraging the uh, what the store can do for us and what the cloud can do for us and yeah, um, yeah, and so on. So
0: and, yeah. and you know you can always, and you can mix those. You can have a pure UWP, pure Win32. You can mix those and have them half and half if you need to yes. for a while. That's nice. As you go to cloud and you're looking at performance, even different devices that you want to support, then uh, it's a cool option to be able to drop into UWP and do anything you want because. Uh, um, I guess I could write my will inside the HoloLens. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Trying to think about that experience. I like it. Everything's <laughs> going to be mixed reality soon, man. Just mark my words. You know, Now we're like, ooh, mixed reality, that's an awfully neat thing. No. A year from now, we'll be talking mixed reality. You'd be dumb not to do I mean, it's cr- everything is going to be mixed reality. And, and it's just one of those cool sort of options that maybe your Win32 application won't uh, – won't run on a, a HoloLens, but your Win32 application will run on a laptop that has a mixed reality goggle plugged into it. Mm-hmm. So now you have all kinds of, now what does that do? What does that look like? Can I actually show it? You know, it's, we'll have to see, but it's, uh, it's pretty exciting what's coming. Um, I'll tell you what, Derek, it's cool stuff. It's yes. cool stuff. Um, It's pretty neat to meet somebody who jumps on the bandwagon early on, kind of bites the bullet, absorbs a little bit of the pain of the early things that are changing kind of under your feet, and now here you are. Here you are. You're already in the store seeing the benefits, enough enough that it justifies going down your catalog and adding more applications through the bridge as well.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Cool. This has been a fascinating conversation. I hope there's a developer out there who either thinks about their open source project you know that they're ready to, to put into the store as well that they only deliver through you know download.com or two cows is that still around yeah. and you know, you know what i mean or uh, or maybe internally where you can use the store as well, because now in, you know, your company is, has um, started their process of upgrading to Windows 10 on the desktop. You know, that's obviously a requirement for the store, but, um, and that's it, and you're ready to go. It's been great, Derek. Thanks for being on the show today. It's been fascinating to kind of hear your experience, both the good, the bad, and the not so bad. Yep. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, Derek. We'll see you again.